T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The program still belongs to Vince. After all, it is eponymously named... But uh, my good friend, Mr. Coakley, has uh, rewarded me, uh, I hope, a hauntingly familiar voice, or maybe we'll drop the hauntingly and just call it familiar. High Point native, proud NC State grad, former Channel 4 Greenville sports anchor, and recovering United States congressman from Arizona, J.D. Hayworth with you this morning on this Carolina's Combo Cast. You know the number to call. Oh, you don't? I should never take anything for granted. 1-800-928-1110. Plenty to talk about this morning, especially as, uh, well, a couple of different seasons we find ourselves uh, into. The midterms coming up, enough said. And usually, usually homecoming doesn't come in first week, uh, the first week of the football season. But for yours truly, this radio homecoming comes prior to my beloved Wolfpack opening on the road in Greenville, North Carolina, against East Carolina. And... Uh, <clears throat> What's the old book title from English Lit? Great Expectations? Man. Uh, I just tell you. <laughs> it has been my experience that those pirates can be downright pesky. And I sure hope my wolf pack's not taking that for granted. Elsewhere, wow, um, Carolina's got to go up to uh, the real ASU. Appalachian State, mercy, and other games, we may talk about that. But uh, as you and I begin our time together today, it is time to reflect on the impact of history today and what's going on. And I think about the heritage of the Carolinas, and I'm talking about early immigration. Remember your studies in school of the history of North and South Carolina, and they talk about, well, the population was made up of Scots-Irish, in addition to the British, and of course, the first Americans, American Indians, and, and um, those who came involuntarily from the continent of Africa. 
But let's just reflect on it, where we stand right now. You know, it wasn't exactly small potatoes. That was just part of it. Small potatoes, diseased potatoes, and in some areas, no potatoes, all combined in the great Irish potato famine, which was the scourge of the Emerald Isle from the mid to late 1840s, also known as the Great Hunger, close to one million Irishmen died and over a million fled the country. In fact, in the 10 years from 1845 to 1855, more than two million people left Ireland. Many of them immigrated to the United States, including the ancestors of the current occupant of the White House. Undoubtedly, Joe Biden has the gift of Blarney. He also has the curse of advancing age and retreating cognition. Whatever his intellectual challenges, uh, half century on Washington's political stage has endowed him with reflexive muscle memory. That comes in handy when he slings rhetorical mud and worse at his opponents, but also in his single-minded quest to hang on to power. One area where Joe and the rest of the Biden bunch remain resolute can be found on our southern border, at least what's left of it. The erasure of our national boundary, the erosion of our national sovereignty, and the eventual extinction of our nation itself sadly appear within the grasp of this administration. Ironically, one sign of old Joe's perverse progress invokes the image of his ancestral home, the Federation for American Immigration Reform, known by its acronym FAIR, points this out. During the first 18 months of Biden's time in the White House, over 4.9 million illegal aliens have entered our country. That's equivalent to the current population of Ireland. You and I know there's only one word for it, invasion. In fact, that's what National Public Radio, you, you heard me right, NPR, discovered in a recent poll. Much to its collective editorial and administrative chagrin, the leftist radio service, financed in part with the tax dollars of non-listeners like you, found that a clear majority, 54% of Americans, believe the border crisis is in fact an invasion. Now, true to its open borders ideology, NPR sought to minimize the impact of the findings and disparage the use of the term invasion, claiming in that voice that induces narcolepsy, immigrant advocates say the word has a long history in white nationalist circles. Then for good measure, NPR allowed those same so-called immigrant advocates to demonize the legitimate concerns of American citizens, warning that such extreme rhetoric could provoke more violence against immigrants. Setting aside the routine assault by euphemism on the English language, describing the law-breaking border crisis by using the legal term immigrants, it's fair to question NPR's insistence on framing this through the dubious premise 
that using the word invasion will somehow inspire violence against illegals. Simple question. What of the violence committed by illegals against law-abiding Americans? Is that underreported or worse? Routinely omitted from NPR's coverage? What cannot be omitted from the results of the NPR Ipsos poll conducted in late July with a sample of 1,116 adults is the fact that 40% of self-identified Democrats, a sizable minority, agree with the 76% of Republican respondents about the border situation best being described as an invasion and independence long regarded as swing voters are fast approaching the tipping point. 46% of respondents with no party preference likewise believe the term invasion offers an apt description. As our nation approaches the November midterms, one clear reality emerges. You need not live in a border state to find that Joe Biden's approach to illegal immigration borders on insanity. Illegal immigrants from 200 countries, from Mauritania as well as Mexico, from Ethiopia as well as Ireland, are pouring into America. And given the current situation, no thinking American would describe border issues as small potatoes. What do you think? 1-800-928-1110. It's J.D. for Vince. We're just getting started on this program. Stay tuned. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Free from any place, 1-800-928-1110. Recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth in for Vince Coakley on the eponymously named 
Vince Cogley radio program. Your calls right now. We kick it off from Cabarrus County. Harrisburg is where Richard is listening. Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, I just happen to be African-American, retired New York City cop, was a cop in the Bronx for 20 years. You know, Biden talks about 100,000 cops now all of a sudden because we have an election coming up. It's so insulting, particularly as an African-American, because I have seen the carnage within the African and minority communities. These Democrats, socialists, Marxists, communists, this is who they are. They are the party of Jim Crow. They always have been. They want to import more slaves from the southern border. I've seen this a hundred times when I was a cop under Giuliani. They demonized Giuliani, but he did an awesome job when it came to, to uh, crime. The people who are being victimized here predominantly is the African-Americans. They've destroyed our families. They've destroyed the community. And they're coming after your community as well. This is not a black and white thing. This is history. These Democrats, socialists, Marxists, whatever you want to call them, they want to enslave everybody because their God is government. Wow. Richard, I got to tell you, I couldn't ask for a better kickoff caller. Everything you have to say based on personal experience, I think rings true. I want to thank you for the call. And we've got the audio to back you up. Now, all of a sudden, there's old Joe yesterday back in his uh, in his Pennsylvania stomping grounds you know the Wilkesbury Scranton area remember Joe said I'm just a, a kid from Scranton Pennsylvania who absconded down to Delaware Biden maybe his advisors are saying hey think back to when you were a kid Harry Truman fighting with uh, with the quote do-nothing Republicans well Joe has been given a script where he is challenging essentially half of the population. You may recall a book, a great historical account of uh, the Constitution. Catherine Drinker Bowen wrote Miracle at Philadelphia. Well, get ready for Thursday night because we are going to hear campaign filth from Philadelphia from Joe Biden giving what's supposed to be a presidential address, but it's a, it's a curious campaign strategy. He's not picking a fight just with the Republicans. No, no, no. He wants to pick a fight with you and me. Take a listen to cut one. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this and who they're shooting at. Shooting at these guys behind me. Mm. Now, and, and this is the larger point Richard's been making. Not to put words in his mouth, but he talks about as a uh, 
as a gentleman of African-American heritage, he's basically telling us the Democrats routinely use black Americans as props. And yesterday behind Biden, a contingent of uniformed cops, they, they were police props in my humble opinion. But Joe ain't through. Knowing that the uh, press corps in Washington, D.C. and those covering his campaign are little more than stenographers for his effort, never calling anything into question, listen to the way Joe tries to reframe the crime issue. This is cut two. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. Don't tell me. (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't tell me that. You see, what happens, and I know it's, a, it's an endless source of frustration. When I was serving in Congress, conservatives, not, not only in my district, but, but across the country, they'd come to Washington. When are you guys going to fight the media on this? Well, we can, we can point it out, but it's like having referees in a game pulling for the other team. You never get a straight accounting. Or let me say it this way, not never. But nine times out of ten, you get an accounting from the press that is simply tilted in the Democrat direction. And here's the other thing that goes on. Forget all the talk about Joe's memory loss for a second. What Joe and his advisors are counting on is not so much a memory loss for you and me, but just an information overload. Because they they realize so much goes on, and uh, we're headed for H-E double hockey sticks uh, on, on a speeding train that's going so fast, going like warp speed from Star Trek, that we don't have a chance to respond to it. So, so Joe, given the sympathies of the Washington press corps, is allowed to reframe the issue. But it's real simple. Joe Biden, don't you dare tell me that you are pro-law enforcement If, Joe, you're not willing to condemn the BLM and Tifa riots of 2020. You see, it's amazing, the blind spots. And don't misunderstand. What went on January 6th was the manipulation of some naive people. And I'll go this far. I think there was deliberate entrapment of patriotic Americans who went to visit Washington, went over to the Capitol, and there is video of the Capitol Hill police and others inviting these people in after the doors were open. I do not believe in what happened in terms of breaking in, but I'm not so sure that it was the so-called pro-Trumpers What we're seeing with the evidence we're able to compile is something very different. It comes in the realm of manipulation. When we come back, more of your calls. And uh, (laughs) has Lindsey Graham wandered into rhetorical quicksand? It's J.D. for Vince. Please stay with me. 
from any place, 1-800-928-1110. And especially uh, from the upstate of South Carolina, or what we called back in the day, Metrolina, Charlotte and vicinity. In fact, speaking of the Queen City, Dean has been waiting patiently. Dean, welcome to this Coakley, Carolina combo cast. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Anytime I get a chance to be on back home, wow, it is a remarkable time, and I'm glad to share the airwaves with you. Well, you're always interesting, I can tell you that. And and I, I'm sort of embarrassed. My questions aren't very controversial, but I was wondering, with all your political experience and background, I'll give you, I have three questions. I'll make them real quick. Okay. One is bills. It seemed like bills that were introduced into Congress were always like R113 or, you know, had numbers like that. And now it seems like all the politicians that are introducing bills are like inflation fighting bill and <laughs> yeah. uh, open up drilling bill. Is that for the voters so we don't have to read them? Or is that for the politicians so they don't have to read them? Now, or, it's real interesting. You know. yeah, it's a combination of all those things. A good question, Dean. Now, officially... When, when you get a bill that you're going to introduce, and boy, I did that a bunch, you sign your name in the upper corner and you hand it to, uh, to the clerk, and it goes in the hopper, and it is given a number. Numbers are the official way that bills are cataloged in the House and Senate. So the numbers are there. But the First Amendment still being in effect, if you've introduced a bill... You're free to call it whatever the heck you want to call it. And uh, <laughs> that's why you get this stuff like, uh, well, and, and the other thing, you go back to civics. Remember what we learned? The president proposes, the Congress disposes. And so old Joe Biden, in cooperation with uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuckle Schumer and other leftists, introduced that incredibly misnamed Inflation Reduction Act, but they named it. And of course, a pliant partisan press in Washington is happy to use their moniker for the bill. So that that's what goes on. Uh, I'll take it out of controversy. Dean explained it this way. Uh, when I came back, and it's kind of cool now to think about it, I was honored to give the commencement speech at my alma mater, NC State, before my 40th birthday. And I, j I just sit back now, the, the experiences I've had, but when I came back to campus, I guess in part because uh, my professors were surprised I was able to survive my first term in Congress and then being the number one target of the left, uh, running all these ads, uh, boy, it was it was like uh, $3.8 million, and that was a lot of dough in 1996 money that translated to 200 spots running a day out in Phoenix, uh, telling senior voters that I wanted to get rid of Medicare and all this other hoo-ha. So anyway, I, I win re-election by, uh, let's see, 2,474 votes, so state invites me back to speak. And I chose the commencement speech to address a bill that is now law. It was incorporated into a larger 
piece of legislation, but using the experience of NC State as a land-grant institution. And I don't want to get way down in the weeds, but it's another part of history that's important to know. Uh, The federal government had designated vast acreage of lands across the country back when railroads were being built. They had designated them as railroad rights of way or land upon which railroads might, uh, might travel, might eventually be built. Well, the deal was that a member of Congress from, I believe, Vermont, Justin Smith Morrow, went to Mr. Lincoln and and lost, obscured by the Civil War, is the fact that this was a major plank in Lincoln's platform in 1860, taking those railroad rights of way and ceding that land back to the states for for the founding and the construction of institutions of higher learning with a concentration in the agricultural and mechanical arts. And that resulted in the birth of what is now North Carolina State, way out west, the University of Arizona, a land grant institution, and many different universities in between. Well, I took Congressman Morrill's idea, and I said, wait a minute, we've got all this federal land locked up. Let's create a modern act for federal land that is not being held on to for environmental purposes or energy purposes that, that finds itself adjacent to school districts. Let's set up the new Education Land Grant Act and my staff, and a little close circuit here, none of us who run for public office suffer from a shortage of self-esteem. So they, they didn't mind saying, hey, we'll put the boss's name on this, and it'll have a snappy little acronym. So my staff took to calling it the Hayworth Education Land Grant Act, or HELGA. Now, predictably, the press didn't want to pick up on that because, well, you know, I was a conservative, and this was something constructive. But the great news is this was, this was passed into law, and whatever my differences with Bill Clinton, he signed the legislation. Fast forward, you've got Helga schools up on the Georgia side of the mountains where Western North Carolina and upstate South Carolina and Georgia all come together. There's a land-grant school there. There's a land-grant school in Arizona, in Tucson, not far from the Grand Canyon, a high school there. There are schools all over the country. And in, and in my district, what, what prompted all of this? In a little town in the mountains of Arizona, where there's basically no private property in the West. I mean, all of the land in those areas, in this particular area, most of it was controlled by the other BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, we worked a way to get a conveyance of property. Ten acres for a little town up in the mountains of Arizona to to build a new school facility because they were using a church. And see, they, you know, most educational places, the, the revenue for public education comes from property tax. Well, if you don't have property to tax, where do you get the money? 
And the beautiful thing about this was it was budgetarily neutral, not a gimmick, because the land had, quote, already been paid for, and the feds were just ceding it back to the communities. So it was a win-win. And here's the measure of how good a deal it was. My eventual co-sponsor, the late John Lewis of Georgia, the guy who I would mix it up with all the time on profound disagreements, but he was with me on that. More coming up. Stay with me. on 10 minutes in front of 11 this coakley carolinas combo cast uh, minus vince this morning recovering congressman jd hayworth here uh toll free number from any place 1-800-928-1110 now i should point out if this happens to be your first time with us um, at uh, a quarter till, what would that be? Uh, about, about 55 minutes from now, we will have a broadcast bifurcation. If you're listening on WBT, we have to make way for uh, Bill O'Reilly news and comment. But if you're with me on WORD in the upstate of South Carolina, you and I will have exclusive upstate content at that point in time and i will reveal to you the place for my favorite burger in the upstate and also point out how you know they talk about southern california and drive-ins <laughs> southern california ain't got nothing on the upstate of south carolina we will talk about that and also a little glimpse at uh, the tigers opener down uh, in atlanta monday night against uh, the rambling wreck of georgia tech all that and more ahead uh, about this time an hour from now but let us continue speaking of south carolina and a guy who grew up in the upstate over in pickens county my old house colleague now the senior senator lindsey graham so maybe it was a fact that lindsey was on with old trey the other night Trey Gowdy's, what's the show, Sunday Night in America on the Fox News Channel. But old Lindsey, who at times likes to think of himself as a swamp fox, at times others use a very ungenerous moniker, Lindsey the Lilac. At any rate, Senator Graham put himself smack dab in rhetorical quicksand on uh, Trey Gowdy's show on Sunday night. Take a listen to cut three. And I'll say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. A Lindsay not helpful. Don't you know? that that is precisely what the left and Joe Biden is counting on? Don't you know that the, and understand this now, it ain't about facts, it's about narrative. Let's build a story. Let's create a narrative. And just like clockwork, a leftist historian for whom I once had great respect, Michael Beschloss, 
He shows up on over on MSNBC, which of course stands for Make Up Stuff and Never Believe Conservatives. And Lindsay has generously supplied the left with a brand new, hoped for, longed for anti-conservative narrative. And, and just listen to what old Beschloss has to say about heretofore up-lovable Lindsay. Cut four. He's projecting and he's making a threat. And threats were made in the South by white, uh, pro-white supremacist politicians, which I wouldn't have called Lindsey Graham five years ago, but I sure would tonight. You know, he's saying, if Donald Trump is prosecuted or you go after him, there's going to be violence in the streets. You know, that is, that is a threat, and it's a threat from someone who is, as of tonight, standing right at the side of Donald Trump, his little buddy. Well, well now, now, wait a minute, uh, Michael, you're supposed to be a noted historian. I'm a little confused. Are you calling Donald Trump Lindsay's, quote, little buddy? I think it'd be vice versa. Uh, somehow, Lindsay is Gilligan. No, nah, no, nah, that is a bridge too far. But it's fair to ask, and um, I'm here to remember some of the things that may have been lost upon you. Who's really the guy making threats? Do you remember when we last got together? I do. It was mid-month, August 15th. Beschloss, this respected historian, had tweeted out a picture of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. The husband and wife traitor who had given the nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union. That was back in the day when those who committed treason after being convicted by a jury of their peers took a ride on old Sparky. Beschloss, a couple of weeks ago, put out that tweet intimating that that should be the fate of Donald Trump. Now... Do you think that's fair-minded? But not a peep from the Alphabet Networks. Sadly, because their, their editorial stance is right on, Michael B. We feel that way as well. So last night, you know, we, you got to get ready for Monday Night Football. In fact, uh, well, not the NFL variety, but uh, next Monday night, it's Clemson and Georgia Tech, right? Anyway... Old Lindsay last night was doing Monday Night Damage Control once again on Fox. Take a listen to Cut 5. And if you want to talk about political violence, I reject it. I reject it on January the 6th. I reject it in Portland. I reject it in New York City. So why don't you talk, President Biden, to your own vice president? You know, one way to encourage political violence is to bail out people who attack the cops on the streets of New York and Black Lives Matter riots. The Vice President of the United States staff raised money to bail people out of jail who rioted in New York, who attacked the cops, and they went right back to crime. You don't hear much about that, do you? Lindsay, a good point. But let me make another point to you, my brother. Don't you understand when you... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 